Hey everyone, welcome to the Living Free Podcast, the audio companion to Living Free located in Chattanooga, Tennessee. We are a nonprofit who provides churches and ministries, small group training and discipleship programs to help people overcome life controlling problems and find wholeness in Jesus. We're excited to be able to offer this new resource as a way to encourage, inform, and equip anyone who's interested in conquering a life-controlling issue. Just so you're aware, we're splitting this conversation into two parts, so be sure to look for the next episode shortly. But on today's episode, we're welcoming back the founder of Living Free, Dr. Jimmy Lee. Last time we talked with Jimmy a little about the history of our organization, but today we're focusing on why it was started and the need behind it. So to get things started, here's the president of Living Free Ministries and your host for this episode, Dan Strickland. Welcome to the Living Free Podcast. Today we're with the founder and president emeritus of uh, Living Free, Dr. Jimmy Ray Lee. And we've had a long history together over almost 30 years together, about 27 now. And uh, we reminisce sometimes about the history and how things began, but I think today we're going to explore why did you feel the need to begin living free, a ministry like this, Jimmy? I saw the need in the church, Dan. And and I believe the need was that we we often focused on the very, very messed up people who everybody knows are messed up and forget about those who are hiding behind their Sunday smile. And I felt like we needed a program that made the entire congregation a part of it, not not labeling. I think that's been a big issue over the years, that we, we've stayed away from labeling. Because labeling, people want to label you into a certain category. But we were, I think the fact that we were come, come about as being transparent and, and, and being honest with one another. Because there's so many people... I found, and it still happens today, who are hiding behind their Sunday smile. See it all the time. That was the book that you wrote um, was the best title of any book I know of. Yeah, I liked it. It was called Behind Those Sunday Smiles. And uh, we still have the little smiles on a stick Mm -hmm. around here where you put it in front of your face under your nose. And no matter what your mouth looks like, it's got a big old smile <laughs> on your face. <laughs> Samantha found those the other day and she says, what are these things? And uh, Samantha's new to our team. And so we were, we had the pleasure of introducing her here to the smiles on a stick. But, you know, the, um, looking back on it, we think that uh, ministry like this is only required for, like you said, the most desperately mm-hmm. uh, affected people with life's problems, those that are, are totally overcome with it. Sometimes I think, you know, that uh, only the people that are hopelessly uh, addicted and that kind of thing have a need for this type of ministry. But you found that not to be true, didn't you? I did. It was so many people that, that had pain in their life. I remember I was at this church, Fall Places, Hawaii. And uh, the day before, Louise and I had talked to the to the parents of us who had a son who was messed up. And their, their heart just bled. They were so devastated by their son. I think it was drug use. Well, the following morning, I was at church. I was speaking that morning, and they were sitting out in the congregation. 
And they came in with a beautiful smile. It was probably a real smile, beautiful. But I got to thinking, well, I know what's behind that smile. And these people need a place that they feel comfortable, that they can be transparent and share the kind of help that they need. But so many times we hide for fear of what people will think or shame us or whatever, when in fact we all need help. It's not just those who desperately need help. It's all of us need it. So in the beginning, the ministry really did focus on church people, did it not? And uh, especially helping those people that were members of a congregation somewhere, Mm -hmm. but had problems in their lives that weren't obvious to other people. And uh, one of the the places, uh, the, the very first groups met at a place in Chattanooga at a very prestigious church. And uh, these people were professional people, but secretly they were dealing with all kinds of problems. Do you remember what some of those things were? Well, some of them, of course, one of the biggies, the internet with pornography. That, that continues to grow rapidly. That was the problem. I think a lot of people were just shamed. One, I remember alcoholism was in that first group. And it was, it was devastating to people. In fact, one of the elders had talked to me about getting help for the church. And it, it took boldness on his part. But once we got started, it seemed like that dam just broke. And people began to be close to one another, loving one another. And that was a special group. I'll never forget that, that group. Because they, they become honest with what was going on in their real life. One, I remember one gentleman who was an attorney said, I, I feel like dying. I feel like, I feel like dying. I'm, he was depressed. And, a, and a, another attorney sitting across the circle from him said, sir, would you forgive me? I've been in this church for all these years. I had no idea that you were depressed, having issues with this. Would you forgive me? He went over and hugged his neck. Mm-hmm. So really the, the aim was to make a safe place within a congregation. Is that right? Right, right. And, and what happens after a while, you, you, you get people involved in this, and they don't care about labeling anymore. They they just ready to share. If anything, you have to shut them up to talk to us. <laughs> and, you know, we talk about the the need that is worldwide, and it goes across classes, it goes across national boundaries and races. Um, and I remember there was um, one gentleman up in New York, and uh, he worked on Wall Street. And can you tell us a little bit about his situation? Yeah, he was a very, very uh, high up job there, I think, in, in, in security, if I remember correctly. And it was so bad. In fact, in fact, in this very room, I remember his wife talking about how she would shut herself in the closet all day long from depression. And he was affected by her depression. And God set the man totally free mm-hmm. and his wife, but they become transparent about it. No longer having to hide in the closet but just coming out and being a part of a group that loves you and cares for you. And they were another couple that went to church every week. Every week. In fact, he was an elder, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. And a Wall Street executive. Yes. uh, Like you said, he did an investigation and covered a a big problem, you know, the crime up there. We probably shouldn't talk about who exactly. But, you know, people talk about, you know, living free and, and who its target is. And they always think, you know, we're just talking about, the obvious people, 
you know, mm-hmm. uh, the people that everybody sees and, and says, well, those people have a problem. And they think, well, it'll only work with this other group of people, you know, but it won't work over there. But tell us about uh, Maury down in Australia. Maury's one of my favorites. Unfortunately, he's going home to be with the Lord here a few, few years ago. But when we went to Australia, he had been the last person that I'd ever picked. And I know it's the same with you. He was rough. He was a a tough guy to deal with. I was afraid of him when he walked (laughs) in the room. (laughs) And I thought, Lord, this, but he wanted to lead, he wanted to lead the living free in Adelaide. But was Adelaide? Mm -hmm. It was Adelaide. I thought, we can't put this guy in charge. I said, man, he's all, he's scary to death. Well, you know what happened? He, 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 God used that guy. In fact, he was saved. He, he was living in a, in, a, in, a, in a tree, in a trunk of a tree mm-hmm. in, in the park. And some guy led him to the Lord. And, and we're glad that happened because he became our, probably our best resource in Australia. I, I never will forget that guy. He, he, he had his church right above the arcade. You could hear him playing their, their games and all that while church was going on. <laughs> and uh, he, he's a great guy. I love him to death. And he, he had a wonderful wife who was deaf, and and uh, he had had a child that was um, that was treated misfortunately in, in 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 prison, and he said, "You ought to be thankful that I'm saved because I'd killed you if it hadn't been for the Lord." Yeah, you remember that? I do, <laughs> I do. He was a tough man. He was a Vietnam vet and came back, and his life disintegrated into alcoholism. And he had an Aboriginal background, too. And one of the other things that we've learned recently is that, you know, the, the Australian courts um, have a special branch for the people on the Aboriginal people, you know, the indigenous people in Australia. And uh, an alternative that they have is to uh, have people in living free ministry there, helping them, you know, as, as they're working through some problems in their lives. So... I like to think of like from Wall Street executives to Aboriginals in in Australia, you all know, kinds of. And then when these people get involved, even from the church, people going in to help. Well, after a while, they begin to look at their own life, mm-hmm. and so many people are helped who were the leaders mm-hmm. by taking a look at their own life. They had never taken an honest look at their life, mm-hmm. where they were to be set free. But I think some of the greatest freedom is being free from life-controlling problems. Absolutely. Why is it you think so many people struggle with them? I think in the culture we live in today, I think it's it's a quick fix. Everybody wants a quick fix. Nobody wants to pay the price. And there is a price to pay. I think it requires discipline. Yes, we trust the God, we pray, but it requires just being disciplined. And that's a word that's not too famous. Mm-hmm. So when you look at, across uh, the typical congregation today, and and it, it really hasn't changed much today from from behind. What are some of the the problems that people suffer from in secret? I, th- I think one of the greatest needs is in relationships. They're secretly enabling a loved one. They think they're helping him, mm-hmm. but they're actually hurting because they're prolonging the process. We've heard the is saying, but he's got to reach bottom. Well, when we deal with these behaviors, we can, we can, we can raise the bottom, mm-hmm. you know, where they get help sooner. 
But I think it, it just goes back to uh, to to focusing on get, getting people involved in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. I remember, you know, talking about those issues of enabling and codependency and especially parents that have children that are, you know, suffering from some kind of addiction or life-controlling behavior. We, uh, I remember being in Russia and uh, just preaching a very simple service, you know, uh, about, you know, it's not your fault, you know, mm-hmm. uh, talking about this issue of codependency and just explaining to them those three C's that we talk about. Mm-hmm. You didn't cause it, you can't cure it, and you can't control it. And there were so many women that came down to the front, mothers, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. because their husbands blamed them for their addiction, their sons blamed them for their addiction, and they were just the scapegoats for the whole thing. And when they heard that, it's like the scales dropped off their eyes, you know, and, and they just, they found a hope, you know, in a new life. So those parents in a congregation really are struggling. Everyone, we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Living Free Podcast, and thank you so much for listening. To learn more about Living Free, how to start a group, order material, or make a donation, please visit livingfree.org.